0: listener. Welcome back to the final episode with Iroh and Fox going solo. So far on their mission, they've got a mysterious note telling them to find Zephyr to get information on the missing people, awkwardly interacted with several people at a bookstore and a bar, visited a particularly paranoid paranormal reporter, found Zephyr in an underground fae commune, and got an address to check out. And that is where we are picking up today just a couple quick notes before we get started. For this episode and the next one, I was pretty sick. Um, Please excuse any sniffles or coughs. Uh, There is also a part in this episode where I'm sketching a map. I left that in just because some of the um, details are useful. And if you want to, you can head over to the Patreon page. There's a link in the description and there will be a public post that has the map and a couple other show notes so that you can follow along at home if you want and see the layout of the building. There is also a few content notes in the episode description about potentially triggering topics with details and timestamps at the end of the episode description. Last but not least, we're going to do another question and answer episode soon, so feel free to send in any questions that you have for the players or for me. And that's everything, so without further ado, please enjoy the episode.
1: All right, so where we left off... Um, you all were preparing to go to the address that Zephyr gave you. You were at the Speakeasy. I believe Fox was trying to find a change of clothes. Yes, while IRA was preparing for the hunt with a very serious hat.
2: Yes. Uh,
1: so do you guys just head straight there?
2: Are you ready? Yeah. All right, then yes we do.
1: All right, cool. So you go to this address and this address is sort of like on the out it's on the northern outskirts of like the industrial district. So it's kind of a rough neighborhood, but it's closer to the good neighborhoods than like the house of the district would be, but it still is not necessarily a super great neighborhood. It's a large, empty building. Well, okay, so first question, as you pull up to this address, do you pull directly up in front of it? Do you park down the block? Do you park a couple blocks over? Like, what's your approach?
2: Is Fox just in like a new new set of clean fancy clothes yeah like same
3: thing but just <laughs> slightly different is he the sort of
2: person that like he opens a closet and it's just the
3: exact same yes. very nice outfit it's the, it's the same thing except for different colored vests yes excellent
1: Very good. Yes. good nice okay so all of all of that said um yeah so this is it's like sort of the south side of like the business district okay so there are not a lot of apartment buildings around here let's say like just for the sake of the narrative let's say that like you maybe do a loop around the block before you decide how you're going to approach it so if you drive by it what you see is that it's a big um empty building that looks like it used to be a shop um or i guess you can't say that it's empty from the outside but it looks empty the windows are boarded over it does not look as though anyone has been shopping there for some time Mm -hmm. and it's on like The block that it's in, a lot of of the other buildings on it are shops that are, like, in various stages of decrepit. Um, Some of them are still open and are just kind of falling apart and in states of disrepair. Some of them look like they have been closed and are boarded over or condemned. Um, Some of them look like they probably have people sleeping inside them, but they're not being used for the purpose of shops anymore. And that's kind of, like, the state of this neighborhood and this building in particular.
3: Well, I have the car glamour thing, so I feel like we're relatively
2: safe wherever we park. Let's go around back. Okay. So we're going to find somewhere on the other side of the block to stash the car and then come in from the back.
1: Okay. So if you approach it from the alley in the back, there's like a couple of windows back there. They aren't like, you know, it's not going to be like the big front of the building shop windows that are in the front, but there are like one or two smaller windows and they have also been boarded over. Um, If you approach from the back, there's aside from, you know, the typical alley stuff like trash cans, there's a place, there's a couple of boarded over windows um, and there's like, like, stairs um that are sort of falling apart that go up to this um just like plain nondescript gray metal black door if you try the doorknob you'll notice that it's locked
2: i want to take a look at the doorknob and the bolt or whatever i can tell from uh, this side of the door and see if that equipment seems relatively newer or fresher than the rest of the surroundings
1: okay so what we're gonna do Uh uh-huh you're gonna roll an assess
2: but michelle how do i roll assess
1: you're gonna roll plus mind
2: Plus mind.
1: So, 2d6 plus mind. Here
2: I go. Uh, It's six.
1: Mm, Let's see. So, that's a fail. It is. (laughs) Uh, I think that's our first fail. So, you can mark XP. I did it. (laughs) Let's start both of you out. Let's just, like we talked um, in the pregame beforehand, let's just start both of you out at 3 XP, if you think that sounds good. I think that that's, like, relatively close to where we were at um, last time. So
2: and then he died
1: what happens if so if you fail nothing immediately like nothing you don't see anything different that happens Um, you don't really you can't really tell anything about the you're door you're just
3: staring at the door
1: yeah you're staring at the door you can't really discern like what kind of lock w- it would be or th- there's you know it, it's just it just looks like a door you don't really get any useful information out of it this,
2: this mechanism is beyond my capabilities <laughs> <laughs> can I give it a shot or yeah okay. sure
1: do you want to just roll with the Uh yeah sure Okay, yeah, if you're, if you're studying it and examining it and, like, trying to think your way through it, that would be what that would be. Okay. I
2: mean, if, you t- oh if you want to take a shot, good luck, but this is, this is some ridiculous contraption.
3: So wait, what am I rolling
1: with? Mind.
3: My, oh, okay. <laughs> I
2: told you.
1: Oh, guys! Six.
3: <laughs> yeah, I see the same thing you do, which S- is nothing. Yeah. I, I'm starting to think we might be in over our heads here.
1: Yeah, so so it's a door. It's a metal door. <laughs> there are
2: <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's check around front.
3: Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, so when you go to the front, there's, like, large windows, sort of... Not quite floor-to-ceiling, but, like, the you know, windows that are probably, like, a solid, like, six feet by ten feet. Like a display
3: case.
2: Yeah,
1: like a display case windows. That's a good way to put that. Can we
3: tell if there's people inside?
1: I could make you roll again for an assess, (laughs) but, like, given given what you already rolled, you can't really tell. Um, Okay. There, you... If you look closely, you'll notice that like there are some disturbances in the dust patterns that make it look like there might have been people there may or may not have been people in there more recently than some of the other stores on this block. Like if you compare it, there are some there are some buildings that look like nobody has been inside them for like weeks, months, possibly years. Um, And this This one, if you look closely, you'll notice that, like, the doorknob looks like it's been turned recently. It's not covered with dust. Door. Uh, Yes, it is. (laughs) It is another door. This one, though, um, is not, it's not, it doesn't have, like, a doorknob with a lock, like how the last one does. It has a, um, it's like one of those glass shop doors that you push in, but it seems to have been, like, barred across the inside. Like, if you peek through the the dusty window, you're going to see that there's a, a wooden bar put across it.
2: And all the glass on the display windows is still intact.
1: It's intact. It's It's been like boarded over, kind of shoddily boarded over. Mm. So there's like, you know, an inch or two here and there that you can peek through if you want, but it's, it's like, it's not broken out behind that. They're so it can't intact. be,
3: it can't be like opened. Can't just like open the windows.
1: No. Okay. Or I mean, you, you could, but you would be breaking through them to do so.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so should we just break the windows? I mean,
2: let me ask, let me ask you this. Hmm. If if we do go in uh, hot, so to speak, mm-hmm. h- how do you feel about that kind of an approach?
3: I feel like I don't know what my stats are, so I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> are, um, are you carrying? Yes. Yeah, I have a shotgun. <laughs> you have a gun. I searched
3: through my pocket. I buy-
1: <laughs> you know those pocket-sized <laughs> shotguns. Yes, <you>
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I have it on me. I gotta look around.
1: Um, I
2: would like to think that we brought our weapons. Yeah,
1: you would probably yeah. bring your weapons. You also have, um, if you'll actually like, why I have a copy of your character sheet. So you have a shotgun. You also mm. have um, tough as nails. You selected that, right. so you get you get an extra armor. Um, you have one in blood, which is what you would be using for like physical attacks. Okay. You also have um, your demon form. When you that assume hates. your demon form, you get to roll with blood. And then on a 10+, plus, you get to choose two of the below. On a seven to nine, this is on the right side of your sheet. Sweet. On a 7 to 9, you get to choose one. On a miss, choose one, and you owe your patron a debt. And the options are gain armor plus one, heal two harm, inflict one harm, add a demonic weapon, or add a demonic movement. I'm gonna so go what's... ahead and say that you probably can't have a flaming motorcycle, though.
3: Oh man!
2: <laughs> we'll we'll work our way up to it. Okay. Yeah.
3: So I think. Yeah. I feel yeah. pretty good about going in guns blazing.
2: Well, yeah. if if I had a better idea of the situation, maybe. Uh, but um, as difficult as these doors are, we don't actually know what it is we're walking into. I feel like we still need a little bit more information. How t- how tall is this building?
1: It's a two story building, which would mean that probably in the back there is also a fire escape that I did not tell you about before. Sorry
3: we should climb up and go through the second story window because they would not expect that. I
2: like the way you think. Mm-hmm. We go back around to the alley All and right. look for a fire escape that we could not see before because we were so <laughs> entranced. By this right. hypnotic <laughs> lock, this arcane hypnotic lock that steals the attention of those who choose to behold it.
1: Yeah, it could be a glamour. Yeah, you don't know doors are now our worst in. enemy. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, it's
2: really yeah. like there's some genie or something like that that leaps <laughs> from door to door. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the fire escape is actually, like, not necessarily on the back wall. It's, um like, off to the side. Um, there's If you go back, if you do a loop around the building, on your second loop around the building, you notice that in the, uh, so let's say, like, you know, when you came from behind, you walk down the right alley, and then this time you walk up the left alley um, to get back to the back, and you notice that there's a fire escape. So when it goes up to the second story, um, there are less windows on the second story. Um, they're mostly not boarded over. And because, like I mean, I guess that's why ladders exist, so that you can board things over that are twenty feet in air, but uh, they're mostly not boarded over, and um, there is a door up there that is like it's it doesn't look as secure as the back door.
2: Let's do it, duty before age <laughs> <laughs>
1: did
3: you say it was locked or anything,
1: or was it was? I think Do we you have, have to, to ins- check for that I
3: think you
2: have to inspect okay That yeah,
1: okay. is not a
3: great idea
1: <laughs> go ahead <laughs> um, well so if you like so if there's another way that you're approaching it um,
3: I don't have the moves
2: sh-
1: yeah so this that's is
2: what I should be looking at so if there was some emotional way to learn about a door <laughs> you'd be all about it
3: or I could just smash through it. You
2: could. Yeah,
1: I, I was gonna say. Alternately, if you want to play to your strengths, then um, the thing to do would just be to try and break it down. We
2: could try to do that, but Iro um, prefers not to uh, endanger lives recklessly until until we get a better sense of what's going on.
3: We'll here. check it first. Okay. Yeah. If so- all else fails, we'll break it.
2: I'm gonna, I'm, I'm as <laughs> gonna... I do
3: with everything in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's something to be said for skipping ahead, but my creature i have it I'll investigate the door to see if there's some. In D D parlance, we call this checking for traps. Okay, that's not a real die. I need to not bring that anymore. <laughs> I was like,
1: "What's the number on it's that?" Just I can't blank. See. It's blank. It's like a it Magic yeah. the Gathering
2: thing. I don't. I haven't played in many years. Anyway, that number is a three. So I hope this one is much better. Oh, uh, it's still eight. Eight is partial success or something like that.
1: Dear listener, I'm sorry about the coughing. We are going to cut as much out as possible, but I have what's known as the Austin Plague. So, Uh, Okay, so you get one hold, which means you get to ask one of the following questions. Um, And this can be about the door or about the situation in general. We've been like tweaking them a little bit to sort of fit with the narrative. I want
2: to know how we can make a a silent entrance into this building.
1: Okay, that sounds like what is my best uh, way in, way out, or way past. Yeah. So, if you... There's a couple things that you notice. Um, One of them is that, since the windows on the second story are not boarded over, if you carefully look, you notice that um, one of them has... Like, the, the latches are on the outside. They can actually be open from the outside. Kind of like you sometimes see on, like, older buildings. Um... So if you somehow made it, you would probably, it's not right by the fire escape. It's like, like probably two feet over, but if you could lean over the railing and unlock it and then like one of you hold it up while the other one went in, you could do that. You could also, the lock on this door looks susceptible to picking. um, If you, if either of you were any good with lock picks or have any experience with that Um, past that, your other best option would be trying to figure out how to, like, the front door rather than the back door. The front door would be easier to get through. It would be less silent. But if you did the old, like, you know, um, uh, wrapping and fabric and then hitting the glass and then managed to, like, pull up the bar, that would be, like, a relatively quiet way to get in. Obviously not the quietest. The quietest oh, yeah. would be coming in through the window or um, lockpicking.
2: So I think um, you should lean over to one of the windows, and I'll grab your other arm and steady you you can open the latches on the window and slide it open. Okay. Do that. We're going to do can that. Can I just
3: say really quick? I know uh-huh. you asked that question to the DM, but I like to imagine Iro like leaning over to the door like, "How do we get in?" <laughs> <laughs> just Tell me your your gently, <laughs> gently
2: stroking the knob like Genie, Genie or whatever face spirit inhabits this this entrance. I am but a humble farmer. Guide me. <laughs>
3: Uh, so do you Okay, do that? yeah. So <laughs> okay. I'm gonna <laughs> lean over. I'm putting all of my trust in you right now. Uh, I'm gonna lean over and try and get into the window, uh, while you steady me. Yep. So do we have to roll for that? Or I'm trying
1: just... to decide if I should make you roll <laughs> for that right now. Um.
3: Please don't drop me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it definitely
2: sounds like the most difficult thing we've tried to do in the past five minutes. It's yeah. definitely a
3: lot more difficult than looking at a lock.
1: That's true. Um, so... Yeah, so I'm actually going to make you roll. Um, this move would be cut. This is a move from the sprawl called "Mix It Up," um, which is a roll plus blood. I'm going to make you do that instead of act under pressure, which is a roll with mind. Um, which, like, I think that blood makes more sense since it's even though you are acting under pressure, it's uh, a more physical, physical. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like going to be more about your balance and agility. Um, so why don't you roll two d six plus blood? Okay, and that's me. Yes. Okay. Does
2: he get any uh, bonus? Cause I'm helping steady. Actually. Yeah. So that would be,
1: um, Oh dang. Uh, you, yeah. So you can, um, roll plus links to assist since you are helping him.
2: How do I roll plus links? So
1: just roll two D six.
2: Oh, and I have one link
1: because it's
2: the start of the adventure.
1: No, you have three, three. Yeah. That's
2: that's a lot. So good. We've got this. All right. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) die. Um, so I rolled eight to assist.
1: I got a
3: nine. Oh, wait, I got a ten. You did get a ten.
1: Okay, well, um, that is uh, an unmitigated (laughs) success even before the assist. So, yeah, you, like, this thing do amazing acrobatics. (laughs) Yeah. You, like, somehow do this, like, gymnast balancing move. You get it open. It slides open completely noiselessly. And you do, like, this really badass Metal Gear Solid roll, like, onto the floor. um, And then you come around and unlock the door. And it's all just totally chill.
3: Sweet. Told you. (laughs)
2: genie of the gate was with us. Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm assuming the first thing you do is like assess the room that you're currently in. Mm. Okay, so once you get inside, what you notice is there's um, this building is uh, mostly empty. It does look like there were people here very recently. Um, On this top floor, there are some piles of there are like some piles of clothes, a couple of piles of blankets um, and like some cots, uh, sort of like sort of the cots that I don't know if there's a word for these. Like the the they, they had these at my I think it was my daycare. I don't know. Like these those like cots that are like metal frames with blue canvas. Um, I think that they, I think that's just a cot. Uh, but there are a couple of those like scattered around the room. And then there are like dust shadows on the ground where there were probably you can assume that there were probably other cots and that they've been moved. Um, but other than that, this entire floor is empty and quiet. One might say eerily quiet.
2: Iroh draws his shotgun, looks at Fox, and puts his finger to his... Fox takes out his shotgun, too. And, and
3: immediately begins firing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I'd say he is pretty jumpy.
1: Okay, so you both are um, standing in this empty, quiet building uh, with your shotguns drawn.
2: Do we see any obvious path downstairs?
1: Yes, there is. Sorry, I should have mentioned that there is um, a staircase in the corner. Like, uh, so if you entered,
2: yeah, yeah, sketch it.
1: Yeah, this is what. Where are my pencils? (laughs)
2: Listener Michelle is scribbling some manner of hieroglyph. It looks like she's trying to communicate with us could be that the plague has taken over her body <laughs> the room is deeply concerned
1: this is the front of the building, this is the street, this is the alley, yep. the fire escape is right here, the entrance on the second story is right here, this is like the window that Fox came through, and over here there are stairs that appear to go down to the first floor. And
2: the room that we're in right now is just like a big empty room, second yeah. floor storage area or
1: something. Yeah, it okay. looks like, yeah, it looks like um, like a storage area, um, sort of the equivalent of...
2: Yeah, like a stock room.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a stock room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the layout, and I assume that you're probably standing, like, over here, maybe in this corner-ish, um, surveying the room with your shotguns out.
3: Fox is going to point to Iroh to go first.
2: <laughs> Iroh pulls the brim of his hat down a little bit and begins stepping very slowly, very cautiously, down the stairs back to the first floor.
3: Okay. I feel um, like Fox would, like, somehow end up stepping on every creaky board. <laughs>
1: <laughs> trying to be like super yeah. stealthy and just failing that sounds like my life <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think you need to roll anything um to you're both like relatively competent characters <laughs> so- yeah i mean did you I, see I mean, my uh,
2: entrance
3: <laughs> uh, no i'm not gonna argue with that. <laughs> as long as there are no doors involved we're fine
1: yeah so, yeah, so you No, no have,
2: I've I've got a man on the inside now. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. You
3: just have to <laughs> whisper all to the to all the doors that you, have you to come to to pro- offer
2: proper homage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so you walk down the stairs and as you get to the bottom of the stairs, what you notice is that, like, you turn and there's a similarly empty room. It looks like it's a very same setup. Uh, very same. It's a very similar setup to what's upstairs where it's like it looks like a shop um, that's been converted. Um, there are maybe like some vestiges of it being an actual shop. Like there's still shelves on the wall, but there are um, sort of remnants of people in the room. There's cots, there's blankets, there's clothes. Across the way from you, there's like what looks like an office door or something. And as soon as you see the office door, somebody shoots at you. So, is it
2: Fox? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Fox. So you're no. being
1: shot at. What do you do? Hide. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna I assume that this is happening like right as I come into the first floor. Yeah. Ira uh, is gonna like immediately like fall backwards uh to the corner where the um the stairs meet the floor. Okay. Sort of take cover there.
1: Okay, so and Fox Wait, is if, right behind
3: if you. you're falling backwards, does that mean you're falling on Fox? I mean I think I'm, I'm gonna not make you roll
1: for that. Sure,
2: absolutely.
3: Yeah. Um I'm not literally like falling down. I'm just like <laughs>
2: retreating got it, back got to it. the wall. But maybe I'll fall down. I guess we'll see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, plus blood. I'm yeah. Assuming. So I
1: think. Well, uh, mix it up. The role for that is when you use violence against an armed force to seize control of an objective. Roll with blood. Act under pressure is when you race against the clock, act while in danger, or act to avoid danger. Roll, roll mind. So that sounds like an act under pressure to me. Yeah. So you're gonna roll two d six plus mind.
3: Sounds good. Ooh, mm. that's six. So Fox gets crushed.
1: Uh, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> This, the, whoever is shooting at you gets off like a solid two shots. Um, Iroh, you're going to take one in the shoulder.
3: Okay. That is unfortunate.
1: And then, yeah, you fall back and stumble on Fox. So you were both in a mess. Um, <laughs> the other shot goes wide and hits the wall. It does not hit Fox.
2: Okay. Ugh. Failed to roll. So I'm going to mark XP.
1: Okay. So you're going to take two harm.
2: Two harm.
1: Since it's a gunshot wound. Ow.
2: Can I tell what direction it was coming from?
1: Yeah. So it was coming from, um, this pin is from a mysterious box of pencils. One day I got a package in the mail and I opened it up and it was a package from walmart.com and it was a box of these pins, which I know I did not order because number one, I don't buy from Walmart unless I can help it. Uh, number two, I never buy blue ink. It's always black, but somebody, <laughs> but, but the address on the box, it was my name. It was not like the person who lived here before me and this address. It was my name and I was like, Did I did I get drunk and order blue Popo <laughs> <laughs> pins from Walmart? What happened? Wild. I know. It was so weird. And nobody was like, Hey, I got you some pens, like
2: Yeah, of all the things I would gift to someone. I'm not sure that Walmart random pens box of is pens. what I would choose to do.
1: Okay, so these are the stairs that you came down. Yes. Um, I don't know how clear this illustration is, but my thinking was that it's one of those staircases that, like, starts this way, and then, like, you turn at the corner, yep. and there's, like, a wall, you know, there's a wall right there. Um, so, basically, what happened was, like, you peeked your head around right here, mm-hmm. and there was someone and a doorway over here, and they took That's in. where the
2: office is? Yes.
1: Okay, got it. It looked like an office doorway, um, you know, like, the place where the, the manager or whatever of the store would uh set up set up shop okay so to speak um so that's where that's the layout now and that's where you're at
2: i'm bleeding that is not good no i didn't say that i just i was just <laughs> i mean that is not good
3: <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> that it's would be what? quite a calm way to say it
2: <laughs> i mean Iris is a pretty calm guy
3: yeah you're literally like laying on top of fox Ugh! that's what iris <laughs> 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 on account of the, the blood yeah uh, so I guess Fox is going to shove him off of him. All right. Uh, and, <laughs> and Around
2: the corner, there's an yeah. office door. Someone, okay. Someone's got a bead on me.
3: Okay, so he's going to uh, like take cover around the corner and peek around. Can he see?
1: Why don't you roll with an act under pressure, which is going to be 2d6 plus mind. I know, I'm sorry.
3: Yes. Uh, it's a 10. Okay, cool. <laughs>
1: math um so yeah so if you you, let's say you manage to like take a peek out get a good look of the room and of your surroundings and then um uh jump back around behind the corner before they and you know they fire a shot at you but it goes wide it hits the wall um you're totally fine so there is at least one person possibly more but you definitely saw one person in the corner of this doorway right here Mm -hmm. um there are some like cots it, like just like let's say like two separate cots um mm. scattered between you and them but they don't look like they would probably give very much cover since they're okay. like that canvas um so and this person that's in the doorway has a gun can i
2: tell okay. what kind of gun what they're shooting at us with Plasticity. um
1: it would be like a handgun okay i don't know past okay. that it's not like it's not a shotgun and it's not a sniper rifle it's like a like, yes
2: so i uh knowing that i'm gonna switch from my shotgun to my pistol
1: okay cool oh, you
2: I have three. Aww. Oh, damn. That's basically what my superpowers are, though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only got the shotgun. Yeah. Which... But you're you know, also You a do demon. have your demon
1: form. You can't. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're a literal devil, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. Can
2: you throw, like, a hellhound at him? Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Or, looking like. For something. Like, like Okay, a... well,
1: tell me, tell me, like, in a perfect world tell me what you would do and then we'll figure out how to make it work with the rules
3: well i was uh hoping to find cover closer because with my shotgun you know it's it's more of a close range thing yeah uh, but if there's no closer cover
2: i think having taken one in the shoulder i rose in a bad way so mm-hmm. you instead of switching out his gun he'll pull out his pistol and hand it ah. handle first to you okay.
3: okay we can do that
2: you know how to use one of these I can try I'll tell you what, don't don't <laughs> don't answer. Just, just
3: don't hit me. Okay. I'll aim in the opposite direction. So Fox is gonna peek around the corner again and try and fire off a shot.
1: Okay, so you are gonna roll.
3: Gun. <laughs> Fox rolls the gun across
1: the floor. Take that. Take this.
3: <laughs> just like throws it.
1: At home. <laughs> uh, you're gonna roll with blood. <laughs> That is a 10. Oh, damn. Headshot. Headshot. Do you... (laughs) Headshot. (laughs) That's a 10. Yeah, so on a hit, you inflict harm as established, and you choose one from the below, which is... So inflict harm as established would just be like, you definitely hit them. Okay. Uh, One of your your two options are inflict terrible harm or take something from them.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Can I take their life from them?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or can we get a list of the people that they love? (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah so i'm gonna (laughs) inflict harm i'm gonna like take their wallet
1: okay yeah so you get like um yeah you i don't i mean you roll a success so like i don't think it makes sense for this person to like still be alive like you get a headshot or a heart shot well
2: can we can we if orion gets to choose the nature of the harm can we say like oh they get shot in the shoulder likewise such that they can't shoot at us anymore so that we can still keep them alive and Get headshot. some answers as to what the hell's going on. <laughs> I mean, you could headshot them, yes, but we literally don't know who this person is or what's <laughs> going on. I agree Fox with you. Do. I agree with you. does yeah. like, Fox uh, yeah.
1: out of this scenario? Uh, well, I feel like Fox
3: would want to kill them, but probably not be capable of doing a very good job of that. So a shoulder hit is much more likely. All right. Oh well, if if Fox really wanted a headshot
2: but wasn't good at it, then what I'm imagining is like almost like a mouth shot, where they're like really bad off.
1: Oh yeah. oh man, like you blow up a cheek not or dead.
2: something. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. So let's say. Um, like just to make sure, just to make just to make sure that this person is incapacitated. Let's say you fire off two shots in quick succession. You're aiming for the head, mm-hmm. um, but it, yeah, instead you get like a gross cheek jaw shot no. thing going on, and then like you also hit them in the shoulder. So this person is now lying on the ground, um, making super gross gurgling noises, <laughs> and appears to be. Let's say they like drop their gun and it falls a couple of feet away, so that they don't. They are not immediately armed.
2: Iroh is going to shove himself up to his feet with his shotgun as sort of a cane and um, uses his good hand to keep it trained on uh, the the downed antagonist as he advances um, advancing towards the pistol so he can lay hands on it
1: okay cool Um, yeah I don't think given that Orion just rolled a success I don't think I need to make you guys roll anything for like approaching this guy so let's just say like
2: he's alone there's no one else here there's yeah, no there's other no other antagonists. Else here.
1: There's, um, there's, you, you can't see anyone else right okay, now. Like, it. which sounds like a really, that sounds like me being a shady DM, No, that's, but like,
2: no, 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 I understand. Yeah. What, who is this guy? What does he look like?
1: Um, so this person is, they're wearing a, uh, gray uniform. Mm-hmm you do see that um, the gun that they're armed with is a really nice, it's like, it's a guy, probably like 5'8", 5'10", blonde hair, kind of stocky, square jaw. Um, Well, there used to be a square jaw. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. Um, (laughs) And armed with the gun, you know, a nice, like, leather holster on his hip um, that matches, like, this this gray sort of wool uniform. Um, The gun that was pushed several feet away is, like, a really nice, brand-new-looking pistol. And you can also see that there's a, like, a a hunting knife strapped to his leg, um, which he is, like, struggling to get out but not really doing so hot because... Like, you know, he's got like part of his no cheek face. missing. And, yeah. Part of his cheek missing and his other arm, like if you took a chunk out of his shoulder, that kind of impedes your arm motion.
2: Do I recognize the uniform? Is that maybe a faction role?
1: Yeah, I think that might be a faction role. So let's do put a face to a name, which yeah. is like uh, roll with their faction. And this is going to be um, mortality. Okay. Nine. All right. So, yeah, so you recognize that this is the Baldwin Felton Co. Um, uniform. Um, Baldwin Felton Co. Just in case, I'm not sure.
2: It's probably come up before, but refresh my mems.
1: Yeah, so Baldwin Felton Co. Is sort of like the um, private security force du jour in Serendipity City. I have previously compared them to Blackwater, um, the Pinkertons. I think might also be an accurate comparison um, because they get in on the union busting. I don't dusting know what
3: either of those are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child.
2: <laughs> um, Iroh points at the leaking out guard, Greycoat. Private cops. Bad ah, news. I see. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wrote it in six words, what I was trying to get at, so good job, Iroh. <laughs>
2: Ma'am.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so this person, and they're, like, angrily gurgling. <laughs> as they walk up.
3: Relatable. Can you demonstrate?
1: <laughs> what?
3: Can you demonstrate? <laughs> oh, I thought
1: you said, can you play him straight? And I was like, I can't play <laughs> anyone straight. Have you met me? <laughs> um, <Do> you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kinda like that.
3: <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to actually do it, but thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I try to be a good DM.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know how far we're gonna get with
3: interrogating, but you wanna give it a shot. Yeah. Alright, buddy. Uh you got anything to do with the fay
1: Um, actually, hmm. You know what? What we're gonna need to roll with here uh-huh. is so okay, so there's a couple different approaches here. Tell me how you wanna approach this. So There's, are you trying to like persuade this person? Um, Are you trying to persuade this person with like threats? Or are you trying to like analyze this, like psychoanalyze this person?
3: Well, considering we shot half of their face off, I feel like threatening.
1: Okay, so that would be a role with heart. That's going to be persuade an NPC.
2: I have a mechanics question, just so that we know what our options are. Devil Inside says you can heal to harm. Is that to uh, harm dealt to Fox or is it to anyone?
1: I assumed it was to anyone. Um, so you can do that. You'll have to assume your demon form and roll with blood.
2: So you could, I'm not saying that this is a thing that Fox would do or wouldn't even necessarily think of doing, mm-hmm. but you could <clears throat> theoretically offer to use your unholy powers to make his face work again just to put it out there as an option either for now or for the future if you meet someone else with a mangled up face
3: yes no i think i'm gonna stick my finger through the hole in his face <laughs> i think that's a good idea
1: <laughs> all right why don't you uh roll with heart
3: <laughs> <Six>. <laughs> okay
1: um mark the failure have you been marking your failures on your sheets by the way
2: i have uh. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right.
1: Okay, we will um, figure out, we can figure out later. I think this is, you this failed is this. This is my second. Yeah, and you is... also, did you mark the faction roll?
2: Oh, right. Oh, wait, was, wasn't that a partial success?
1: Right, no, but it was anytime you roll plus faction, you get... Oh, look at that. Yeah. So you failed this roll, and you're starting out with three, and then... I don't so remember I'm at five. Yeah, I was gonna say five sounds right. Cool. All right, so that's a failure. Um, so this guy, like, with his arm that's not super working great, he gives you the finger and makes more angry gurgling noises at you. And with his other hand moving quickly enough that you can't do anything to stop him, he pops something in his mouth and bites down, and then starts frothing at the mouth and dies. Does it go out
3: the side of his cheek?
1: Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that you're asking the important questions
3: yeah. I gotta yes. know you know The blue
1: cyanide foam goes out the side of his cheek it makes a beautiful purple with the blood freaking renaissance painting up in here.
3: You know, world building. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So this guy is now dead. Do you Whoops. step over his? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was he was gonna try to do that anyways. So, <laughs> if you had rolled a perfect success, you might have got somewhere. But, mm. you know, armed armed trained security, they yeah. are not gonna let people interrogate them if at all possible.
3: So, what'd you learn? How much? Uh... <laughs> Watch out for cyanide. Um, yes, yeah. that's what you learn. Okay.
2: <laughs> good teaching moment. Uh, Ira's gonna gesture uh, for his gun back.
3: Oh yes, here. So take it. Ira, Ira
2: takes that, but then he scoops up the nice looking one off the floor and hands that one to you.
3: Yay! What yeah, type so is it? Good, good, sh- good shooting. Um, Thank you. By the way, that is Fox's response. Yay! <laughs>
1: It is, I don't think of Beretta as the right, just put down handgun on there. Handgun, to harm, far, loud um, are the tags. And you don't have to note all of that down right now. You can um, do that whenever.
2: To harm, far, loud is the name of my chip tune synthwave band.
1: <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh,
2: for himself, Ira is going to collect the knife off the guy's corpse and then check to see if he's got any uh, documents, identification,
1: money. He does not have any of any of that. He is completely... Like, this guy doesn't even have a wallet on him. Um, Are you going to step further into the office? And I do
2: still have a bullet in my shoulder, but yes...
1: Okay. So as you step into the office, the first thing that you notice is that there's, so there's like a desk. Um, it looks like this place has been recently ransacked. Um, this guy, like the drawers are pulled out of the desk. There are a couple of like blank loose leaf papers scattered around. And then in the trash can, there is a stack of papers that is on fire. Like this guy had was trying to destroy these papers basically. So what do you do?
2: Trash cans on fire. Careful. (laughs) thanks you can understand why i'd want to look out for you. You,
3: know, you at this point yes yeah all right all right why don't you see what's in there in the trash can. aside can? from the fire okay all right can i put out the fire
1: uh yeah why don't you like i mean yeah i don't even think that this needs a roll. like are you just how are you I really out hope the fire? Not. <laughs> yeah
3: i don't think because yeah, we'll fail. Like, <laughs> reach my hand into the fire. <laughs> i can't read it it's too hot <laughs>
1: Why did you tell me
3: to do this? Uh, so uh, Fox is gonna like stomp on it, like you know, is it like it's not like a super tall trash can? Or
2: no,
1: it's right. like so it one of those. Little, <laughs> like, yeah. It is now. <laughs> so you stomp on it with drive your ice, yeah, try put the fire. Uh, maybe
3: maybe the bottom melts a little bit, you know.
1: It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's what cobblers are for. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean so, there's not
3: like a fire extinguisher in this room, is there?
1: No. Okay. This then is, yeah, I don't I mean, know how else are we going to do you, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um you get it and then you pull out the sheets. Um most of them have been pretty destroyed. There is only one sheet left of these ledgers and if you examine it, um what it is is it's a list of uh identifiers. Um, so like one column or one row will say something like three women and the next row might say like a couple two rows down might say a child um, with dates and then there's two symbols next to there's the identifiers um, talking about like a person or a group of people there's a date and then there's a symbol there's only two symbols in this column then there's after that symbol the column after that symbol is a name and um, a money amount so it might say like $50 $50 or $100. There are a couple of names in the column with the money. By far the most common name in this column is Monty Amano.
3: Monti Amano? Mm-hmm. Well, have I ever heard that name before? Nope. Okay.
1: Not yet. Bum, bum, bum.
3: <laughs> I feel like that's the uh, first thing to go look for. That person? I think you're right. Yeah. How would you suggest we do that? I think the first thing I'd like, bandage. That's probably a good idea. Get uh, out of here. Okay. We leave. Can we leave out the same way that we did without... I, you yeah, know, let's, you, let's, okay. you can leave out
1: the front door. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> was like, Fox is like, let's go vaulting out the <laughs> yeah, fire I escape. do not oh, want to yeah. <laughs> climb the
3: fire
2: escape with a bullet in my shoulder. Damn kids. <laughs> All right. All right. I, th- I think we...
1: I'm assuming you head back to the speakeasy?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Please.
1: So you head back to the speakeasy. Dolores patches you up. Dolores doesn't even say anything. She just kind of, like, looks at both of you and then goes to go get her magical first aid kit.
2: I like to imagine that one of your shoes is still on fire. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, just,
1: it's just smoking. Yeah. yeah it's it's
3: like, like leaving little bits of, uh, like, burnt rubber on the ground <laughs>
1: <laughs> to take steps. So you're back at the speakeasy, and mm. we're good for now. And the next time, we're, we'll just catch up with all of it.
2: Groovy.
0: Okay.
1: Good
2: work. We did it.
0: And that's where we leave Iro and Fox this week, cleaning up after a mostly successful mission with new intel to share with the others who are probably currently off wreaking havoc somewhere. The speakeasy fades from view as the camera pulls away, hovering over the streets, and then the skyline that the sun is setting behind, turning the river red. Thanks for listening to Serendipity City. Our players today were Orion and Brendan. Our audio editor is Brendan Hutchins, and you can keep up with him at podcastadvocate.network. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr at the links in the description. If you want sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes content, NPCs named after you, or other bonus stuff, make sure to check out the Patreon. The link is in the description and also on our site, which is at serendipitypod.com. Like I said in the intro, I've put up some bonus show notes that have my maps and a couple other notes for this episode in a public post there, so you can check that out if you're curious. Many thanks to patrons like Melody Burton for making it possible for me to spend more time on this. We're playing a combination of The Sprawl by Hamish Cameron and Urban Shadows by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz-Truman, with a few things added in here and there from Dungeon World by Sage LaTorre and Adam Koble. All of these are hacks of Apocalypse World. Sound effects and music were a combination of public domain and free to use. There's a full track list in the episode description and battle words. Our next episode will go up April 24th. If you're enjoying the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or telling a friend about us. That's the only way we find new listeners. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.